generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Five years from now, people from this place will be running things in cities, in nations, for some people in continents. I release it by prophecy. Even those who are visiting, joining, checking us out and all of that, we release this prophecy over your life. That you are now, it's too late for you to be small. It's too late for you to be normal. It's too late for you to be ordinary. It's too late for you to be predictably boring, mundane, mediocre. The Lord is exploding the prophecy over your life. And you're going to enter into realms, dimensions, zones, spaces that you never thought you would enter into. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever hanging prophecy that's been over you. You know when something is hanging over you, you know there is something, but it's not dropping. I command it to drop on you right now. Command the rain of favor to drop on you right now. You won't just see the clouds gathering. The rain is pouring. The abundance is being let loose. Revelation knowledge is being released. Wisdom, practical wisdom for where you are, for the steps you must take, for the decisions you must make, for the relationships you must redefine, for the people you must cut off. Now you walk in wisdom. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Now you walk in wisdom. In the name of Jesus, you walk in the footprints of the Spirit of God. You hear His voice clearly. You hear his heart distinctly you move in season you're never lost you're never lost you're never at a loss of what to do where to go you are not confused my brother you are not confused my sister you know what to do it's your season it's your time it's your hour hallelujah thank you father john 4 from verse 13 jesus answered and said to her Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me! Not this Zobo. Look at somebody, tell other person, stop giving people the zobo of your sentiments. Tell the person, stop giving them the kunu of your character. Tell somebody else, you're not Raz, I know. Tell somebody, they say, yeah, you're not Raz, you're, you're very posh. But stop giving them the cocktail of your charisma. Give them the water of the word. Because sometimes we feel like the word, the word is not good enough. Let's put some nutrition inside. Let's tincture it with some iodine. <laughs> right? Let's sprinkle some Gary inside to give it to rise. Something light. Right? Let's sprinkle some <laughs> Eva inside. But the water is good enough. For what it's sent to do. So what is the process? And then it says, Whoever I give this water shall become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So I'm going to give you about seven major steps in the process of uh, evangelizing or sharing our faith, reaching the lost. And I'm going to ext extract all seven points from this passage because I believe that Everything that Jesus does is deliberate. I don't think that Jesus is random, haphazard, let's see how it goes. You know, it just happened. I believe that it's deliberate that even if um, we don't find the structure of step one, step two, step three, step four, we can begin to say, how do I reach out to somebody who is so not like me? Yes, sir. The Samaritans and the Jews were not like uh, each other, right? Yes, they were very different. So, Jesus being the height of God's holiness, if you will, and this woman being in the depths of despondency represents, this equation represents the worst case scenario in evangelism. Are you understanding that? 
as in there is no there's no Torah she doesn't know the Torah she doesn't know the Talmud she doesn't know Abraham she doesn't know Isaac she doesn't know Jacob even though she's coming to a well that was dug right by Jacob she doesn't know them she has no reference point for the holy scriptures she has no reference point for speaking in tongues gifts of the spirit laying hands and all of that notice that jesus does not even use as it were the power gifts here you understand you know many times i don't know you know pastor will understand this and some of you that the minister especially in places where uh, the environment is hostile you know there's something you call demo demonstration the when you enter that place and the atmosphere is thick who's followed me to preach somewhere before You've seen that. You just do some power moves. You understand? Give someone a word of knowledge, a miracle of healing, demonstration. It, it helps in hostile environments to break the demonic territory or grip on the minds of people, capture the attention. Jesus does not do that. In other words, we don't have to be mature in using spiritual gifts to be effective in evangelizing. Because people say, God, if you can just give me the gift of raising the dead, ah, I will preach the gospel. But you're getting the order wrong. He said the signs will follow. That means you've got to go first. And then what will happen? Because we feel, Lord God, if you just give me word of key. And God is saying, I've already given you the word of L, which is after K. Life. The word of life. Same thing together, they get next year, alright? So, our assignment, I believe that this is one of the reasons the country is where it is because people stopped going. Everybody stayed coming. Come to my church. Come to my pastor. Come to my prophet. Come to my priest. Come to my P-O-P. My pop. Priest or prophet. Right? Come, 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 come. And then when we come, what happens? We become comfortable. So what does Jesus say? Go into all the... Come on, people. Tell me. Go into all the... And... A lot of people that go into all the world. Now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to compete with the world. Right? So some people call themselves apostles in marketplace. But apostolos, apostolizing what? So apostolizing what? <laughs> because an apostle is someone who's sent. So even if you're an apostle in the marketplace, you are sent with the kingdom mandate or message. Not to go and hide and try to compete with the world, but to shine your light in the midst of a dark generation. Somebody say amen to that. So the very first part of the evangelism equation is community. Somebody say community. So where do we find that in this exchange? The word says in the book of John chapter 4 and verse 7, sorry, verse 5 to 6. John 4. So he, Jesus, he, Jesus, John 4, 5 to 6, came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sarka. That's what I've been calling it. The thing's actually soccer, the, the real uh, pronunciation. Near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. Now we know much earlier, I said, I must need to go to Samaria. Which means he knew his assignment. He knew his agenda. He was not just going there for food or for fun as we saw eventually. He's going for the, for the woman. Please. The very first thing in evangelism is you must be willing to leave the community of comfort. To go to the community of commission. So the first thing is community. And one of the things many of us realize as we get saved and you stay in Christ and you live long in Christ is that your community is so Christian. Come on, somebody. That if I was to ask you, can you name three unbelievers that you've chatted with in the last one week? Many of us will struggle. Isn't that so? Oh, come on, tell me. So, if our community is so trado Christian, 
traditionally Christian, essentially Christian, then the quest, the passion for evangelism is reduced. Isn't that so? Because you're saying Jesus, they're saying Christ. They're saying in the name of. <laughs> they're saying word of knowledge. You understand? They interpret everything the same way. So many of us, we are so immersed in church lingua that even to have a normal conversation with a regular person is difficult. How are you today? Blessed. Lifted. Lifted. Someone comes to you and says, he says to you, I love your jacket, you're looking nice. Ah, blessed are your eyes for the sea. See, your revelation is very apt. You know, believers love that word apt. On social media, you post something, then I'll put that. <laughs> but we must be conversant of a community that is not like that. And that will get intimidated by that. And cut off communication once you start acting like weirdos. What ought to be peculiar and strange about you is your character and your light. In other words, Jesus Christ came to save you from sin, not from your humanity. In other words, be human. You understand? Blesh. Oh, please come. Some believers, they are so like this. They cannot even shake. <laughs> they can't even shake hands. Look at someone and say, be a part of the community you are living in. Do you know why it's so strange to preach sometimes? Because you don't hold normal conversations. So when you don't hold normal conversations, you feel like a hypocrite trying to talk about something weighty when you've been ignoring something light. Oh, come on, somebody. Am I teaching it right this morning? Look at somebody say, how often do you talk to those people that you're supposed to be preaching to? The table is shaking so early now. Water is splashing on people. But Jesus, he left his community and he went to the Samaritan community, which means that all of us must intentionally find 30 minutes, one hour a week to say, I am going out of my way. That's the point here. Going out of my way or out of my schedule or out of my typical operation to engage a community where there are high chances of reaching the lost. We must do that. That's the first thing we see. He leaves his community and he goes to Seeker. He goes to a well. What does the well represent? The well represents a social hub where you will find human beings. <laughs> human beings. So you can fellowship with God in isolation, but you can't evangelize in isolation. Oh, come on. Who you evangelize to? Stones. Stone. You are a sinner. Do you know how many people that you've caused to stumble? And the Bible says if you cause any of this ones to stumble, it would be better for them to tie a stone to your neck and throw you into the sea. Now that you're a stone, another stone will fall on you. You will see. Come on. Go where people are. What is today's well? What can we represent, uh, use uh, a well in Bible times as a representation of in our times? Pardon? Place of work, where people come to draw water for their finances. Social spaces. You go to the mall, this mall, your cinema is 30 minutes away. Instead of winding away time and taking pictures of you. Show them pictures of Christ. A conversation. You can even use the movie to preach. Hi, what's up? How are you doing? What movie are you seeing today? Yeah, that's the movie. 
bro blood on the altar are you a ritualist <laughs> you said what beautiful lion king could preach say i know you want to watch lion king you know the story do you remember the visit? let them talk first and they now talk about the lion of the tribe of judah sometimes I feel like Simba I feel like there's a scar that wants to scar my destiny and when I run into the wilderness of life God sends me two people to say Hakuna Matata how did the disciples preach without the book of John John did not preach to people quoting the book of John because he hadn't written it did Paul preach saying Ah, according to my book, by my, my letter to the Ephesians, in my book to the Ephesians, I said, in him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The him I was talking about is not him, is him. That is now me in him. Him, me. No, they didn't have Bible, but they had the wisdom of God to leverage the templates of their times and to transmit truth because truth is universal, but media is locally specific. So the first Bible was not written on an iPad, was it? But is it still the same truth? Yes, yeah, so engage the community where you are living. If they are doing parents association, don't say, ah, God is the real parent of my children, I won't go. <laughs> you appreciate? You have a community estate meeting, you've never shown up once. Not even half a time. <laughs> so it doesn't cross your mind engage those communities those spaces those hubs you're in one women's international uh, group of pesetas <laughs> that we gop <laughs> whatever it is of yaileja yalata and daughters association of isaleko whatever the community is but thinking Christ is universally required. How can I penetrate that community? Somebody say community. Everybody in the house belongs to at least five communities. Where you live, where you work, family spaces, social spaces, church environment. Why is church environment still a part of it? One of the things that we must increase, we've not been doing a lot of that because of the way the, uh, the community is structured or the art times are structured. But do you know that sometimes God will use you to minister to somebody's family who's in kings? They might not listen to their sister or brother, but they'll pay attention to you. So that's also a community you can explore. So somebody has invited their sister or their brother to kings. You met the person. There was some kind of vibe or you felt a sense that maybe I'm assigned or called to this person. Don't just wave it off and say, right, find out what God wants you to do. Somebody say community. Number two is contact contact we find this in john chapter 4 7 to 9 the word says a woman of samaria came to draw water so here was jesus in her community in her space in her world now why is it also important for us to go to their community from me i'll tell you what isn't it true that you're more comfortable in the place you're familiar with so they're more relaxed in the community i've gone to minister to people before who were smoking and who were drinking and guess what she went on my fire They'll offer you their cigarette, right? And I remember one time, I was speaking to somebody who was smoking, and um, I think I collected a cigarette from him and I held it and said, ah, boy, can you tell you? <laughs> Never taking that. Well, when, when I was a kid, I don't know who did that. We rolled paper. And like, so apart from that, never. I don't know how I was holding this. Ah, but when you're in their space, what happens? The guards are down. If you invite them to church, which you should as well, what happens the first 10, 15 minutes? Right? So community. Now, the second thing is contact. The when you're in that community, don't say, I don't want contact. Why, Vicky? Because you cannot convert if you don't contact. Jesus never said, I'm sending you as sheep among sheep. He said, I'm sending you as sheep 
amongst wolves. And he said, you're going to have contact by inference. He says, but I'm praying that my father will keep you. Now, if Jesus has enough confidence in his keeping power to preserve you, don't think that their contact will corrupt you. Contact with sinners doesn't mean that you're going to partake of their sins. It's intimacy with their lifestyle that corrupts you. Not contact. The life of God in you is greater than the death in them. Yeah. So Jesus, he touched some lepers. You know, in the Old Testament, you touch lepers, what happens? You're made unclean yourself. But when you're carrying the life of Jesus Christ, if you touch an unclean person, what happens? That person becomes clean. It takes on the character and the nature of the higher life on the inside of you. Now, let me just be clear. I'm not saying you're a guy. You know that you have sexual uh, tendencies. Then your first evangelism drive is women of easy virtue by the roadside. People who have their private property in public places say, I, I believe the, the hand of God upon my life. I, I have been called of God. Or you go into a place where there's pole dancing, pole, and then there's stripping. I'm going to do the word. I'm going to give them the word. The word of God. But there is a part of you that is a rod. That is more excited than your spirit man. Someone say, oh my God. I've been scandalized. <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself. If at all you feel so, then get your disciple, a senior person in your life, and say, this is what I feel called. And if the person says, oh, you know what, I'm going to go with you, let's do it together. But many people, they have wrong uh, intentions. They say, sir, don't go. Don't come with me. Man of God, don't worry. You're busy. This is a personal mission. You know, PDM's preach that there's some places you must go alone. But the person was saying, you're not alone. <laughs> so, of course, wisdom. Don't put yourself in vulnerable spaces that endanger the mission and yourself and you yourself. So, contact. What was the contact there? The word says that this woman, he came to the well... Jesus was already at the well in her community, but she came to the well, and verse 7 to 9, the woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her. So Jesus made the first move. Um, I know that what Dami said, that was very honest, and I really just appreciate honesty and, and sincerity and all. When they say, you know what, God, I want to preach. The burden of the word is upon my heart, but <laughs> if you want them to hear the word, let them come. Even at that, what happens is God wants you to speak. I'll tell you what, why is action on your part very important? It's very important because it is that action that demonstrates faith. That action of speaking, contacting, asking questions, that is the first expression of faith. And so even before they hear what you're saying, once you open your mouth, what's happened? Faith is released. Are you getting it? Have you noticed that when you struggle, you have the hesitation, you're thinking, ah, I'm not looking my best self, and all of that. You're not the gospel. Look at someone say, you're not the gospel. Because sometimes, I don't know whether it happens to a lot of ladies in this place, but some ladies, it's time to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit is saying, go and talk to her. See my face, see my face. Go and talk to her. Bring our mirror. Bring our lip liner. Bring our lip gloss. Bring our powder. Bring, are you the gospel? John chapter 3 verse 16 <laughs> right but faith so you start speaking to the person you're initially nervous and hesitant and all of that and then the moment you start speaking what happens confidence starts building isn't that so 
Because faith increases with deployment. In the spirit, whatever you use increases. So when you open your mouth and the first gush of faith flows, faith, 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 faith keeps coming. Number three, don't just contact, make a connection. Connection and uh, a side connection. So put connection and compassion. Connection and compassion. What was the first connection that Jesus made with this lady? The very first connection was that he was seated by the well. He was sitting by the well. He was a well. He made the well. But sitting by the well meant it made contact with something that that lady was going to make contact with. Yes, sir. Oh, come on, people. Yeah. In other words, commonality. Yeah. We're like, we're, both of us, we're the same. Yeah. We're not the same. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to know we're the same first. So now discover that we're not the same yeah. so that they can now access the not the same that we are in our sameness. Make sense? Right? So Jesus sits by the well, just, just chilling. Was on a bike. He was on the bus. Was watching a movie. Was hanging out. Was taking ice cream, licking ice cream. Was, you know, chilling. But here, verse 10, we see something. Verse 10, Jesus doesn't just connect he has compassion on her. He says, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In other words, you're looking for what are, somebody say what are. So, so, uh, 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 uh. The way we are abbreviating these days, 10 years from now, people won't be saying anything. By God's grace, is now BGG. In Jesus' mighty name, IJMN. Where are all the other ones? I know, right? Oh, yeah, it's been a while. LWKMD. Right? So, all these abbreviations, after a while, like 2020. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, they won't say anything again, right? It's just flow but the word here says if you know the gift of God living water I know what you what you need what you came here for is living water rather regular water but what you really need is living water so you're ministering to a person the person is talking about ah, I'm just sick I'm sick my body is sick and all of that what do they really need the life of God that expresses itself as healing streams that's what they really need but compassion is important not like you'll be like eh so you're still sick <laughs> me that I've not been sick in 10 years <laughs> well, we are saying you should get saved <laughs> that's no compassion Jesus doesn't go that's like ordinary water that's what you're living your life for I have living water. He doesn't minimize the problem, but he magnifies the greater problem she doesn't know she has. She elevates, rather, he elevates the bigger gap. See, you know what? You are looking for water, cool. But there is water that is superior to the water you have. And he doesn't say from a condemnatory, judgmental, vicious, premise but he says it from a compassionate caring one of the things that all of us must learn and I'm still learning myself is the place of deeply caring for people not just casually caring there's casual care there's I don't care there's casual care there's Christian care but there is the deep Christ centered you matter and if this thing is so heavy on your heart I'm going to pay attention to it so Jesus connects. Some of us we contact, but our contacts are not connecting. Anybody wears contacts here? You wear contacts? Do you know the contacts you wear can actually impede your vision if it's not set right? So some people try too hard 
and their contact brings disconnection. If you're introverted, try to find the most extrovertedness of your introvertedness. But don't try to become an extrovert. Because you will look fake and phony. It's not gelling. It's not you. Ah, my guys. So, sorry, bro. And they're like, it's not, that's not you, right? So that's contact, but no. Pardon? What really? What apple? You see that. But if you are the mellow, gentle person, bring it and connect. Because it makes you more patient than some of us to be able to hear what they are not saying. And to fill in the gaps. Right? So, connection. Somebody say connection. Connection. Compassion. Compassion. We must learn the art of compassion. The word says that Jesus saw them that they were scattered. They were like sheep without shepherd. And what does it say? He said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The compassion is this harvest will go bad if there's no laborer to pluck it. Some people are already ripe for salvation and you are the, a touch away from plucking them. I feel like preaching a little bit. Isn't it interesting many times when we think we're going to evangelize. So you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to plow the ground. I'm going to water the ground. I'm going to plant the seed. But Jesus said that I have sent you into the harvest of other people's labors. He said other people labored. All you're just going to do is go harvest. Is there anybody when you were a little child used to pluck fruits? That thing we'll call fruits. Almond fruits used to pluck that or pop or something like that. And sometimes you take a stick or a stone and you're storing the fruits. Come on, somebody give me a witness. And you're storing it. You want it to come down because it's tough and difficult to break off. But there are other times just shaking the branch and the fruit falls off because it's already ripe. Can I prophesy to you if the word of God is true, which is it is, in the last days, all we've just going to do is to shake the branch a little bit and souls will fall into the kingdom proverbially speaking you're not going to need to go and plow the ground and dig the ground in most places in some places you might still have to do that but in many places people have not heard the true gospel when they hear the true gospel when the sword of the spirit pierces their hearts and their minds when they hear the voice of God when somebody is compassionate enough to connect with them what is going to happen they will say I've been praying for this for a long time and nobody understood what I was going through but thank God for your life somebody give God praise that praise you give God if you knew the gift of God you would be one asking me number four curiosity this is something many of us don't use Right? Good one. Curiosity. And I'll show you what to you. Jesus is the embodiment of all knowledge. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The word says in him I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. By him were all things made. As I'm like Jesus knew there was going to be weave on before people thought about weave. You understand that? All this twisting, twist that, twist that. Hairstyles. This kind of her that the governor is her. Red seas are parting. Doors are opening. <laughs> All those things. Jesus already knew that. So Jesus knew everything about this woman. But do you know how many times Jesus asked her questions? Or called her to do something? About four to five different times. Apart from that, in John chapter 4, 11 to 12, let me read that for you. John chapter 4, 11 to 12, here's what the word says. The woman said to him, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? And are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it as well as his sons and his livestock? Now, that's John 11 to 12, okay? 
But before John 11 to 12 and John 10, we see something. Jesus said to her, if, so, I want us to count how many yous there are, as in yous, right? John chapter 3. If you, say one. Let's start again. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked the man, he would have given you. Now, John 11 for 11 to 12, count how many ewes you have there. Sir, you have no water to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get living water? And are you <laughs> greater than our father Jacob who gave us the one and drank from it himself as well as the sons of his livestock? When you shine the light on them, they will reciprocate, reciprocate by paying attention to you. Many of us, we rush the conversation and we feel like we have a divine deadline that this person must be saved today, 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 today. But there is a prophetic timeline the person is on. You were never called to be a converter. You were called to be a witness. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. It is not the day the witness shows up in court that the case is closed. I feel like preaching to somebody right now. Jesus didn't call you to sort out the legal suit. Jesus called you to be a witness to the truth. And some cases require 50 witnesses. Oh, my, 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 my. Some cases require many exhibits. Some cases require multiple witnesses. Some cases will be adjourned. Sometimes that person's case has been adjourned. And God just wants you to be a witness to prove them to say, God has not closed the books on your matter. God has not finished the story concerning your destiny. I am a witness that you can be discharged and acquitted. I am a witness of the finished work of the cross. I am a witness that Christ still has you in mind. If you are not a witness, be no witness to what I'm saying. But if you are a witness, look at somebody shout, be a witness. Oh, please stand up and get out of your seat and look for three, but tell them witness, 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 witness. I, uh, oh my 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 I, uh, yeah, yeah. be a witness be a witness you are not the convict you are the witness you are not the judge and the jury you are the witness you are not the magistrate you are the witness you are not the legal practitioner you are the witness you are not the advocate you are the witness I, uh, yeah. you are the witness all God has called her to do is to bear a witness you know why because God is going to be vindicated in the day of judgment nobody will be able to say God you didn't send me anybody and except God has given you a huge sense of urgency for many cases you don't need to rush the conversation sow the seed yeah, the bus stop, the station has, the, the bus has come. If you're comfortable, give the person your phone number. If you're not comfortable, it's all right. Just say, the witness of the Lord is with you. You know, and pray in the Holy Ghost as you're going. Le buza gatuza, le prita kuvesheli. The seed must grow. Father, send another witness. Father, send somebody to build. The Bible says, Paul planted and Apollos watered. But it is God that gives the increase. Don't keep your water so that Paul's seed will not die. Because sometimes God will say, speak a word. It really sounds watery. Is it your water? God is saying, just go and tell that person, I have not forgotten you. I'll give you people words like they'll start crying. The message does not mean the same thing to the messenger that it means to the receiver. When the dispatcher brings something to your house, if you read the mail, it will not make sense. In the mail, the letter, they are saying, please don't forget to hide the knife under the rug. The messenger doesn't understand which knife. Swiss knife, 
pen knife, bread knife, butter knife. Tell me which other knife. Or sometimes the knife is a code word for the wife that can cut someone's throat. The wife that is a knife. Put her under the carpet. Carpet is grace. Look at somebody say it may not mean much to you. But it means much to them. Stop hiding somebody's mail because you don't understand it. Stop keeping somebody's message because it's not targeted at you. Stop hiding somebody's revelation just because you think it's too watery and it's too normal and it's too predictable. It is not your message. You are a witness. High five somebody till their palms bleed and tell them you're a witness. Please don't let the people... Oh my God! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel an anointing on this. All that God is telling you, whenever you have a prompting to preach or to witness, is that the time, the case has gotten to a point where they need more proof. Oh come, I wish the lawyers could help me. Where they need more proof. The burden of proof has to tilt in that person's favor. They've got to stack it. And when they're witnessing, there is proof. What do you witness? Witness what you have seen. What you have experienced. You don't need my testimony for your evangelism. The woman said, come and see a, a man who has told me all my life. If you have witnessed God as director of your affairs, minister him as director. If you're faithful with the experiences you've had, he will give you fresh revelation to add to what you had. You are needed. How many more points do I have? I'm going to leave that for the second service. Is that fine? I should leave it? Huh? Okay, let me rush it. Because I'm trying to wrap. Look at somebody say, Be a witness. Let somebody say, Be, 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 be a witness. Curiosity. Before you rush to your script, the scripted line. Hi, my name is Damilola Tembo. To be honest, I don't want to do this. But my pastor gave me a target. <laughs> right? Ask questions. What's Jesus saying? Give me. When you ask people questions, you borrow them authority on credit. When you ask people questions from a place of sincerity or vulnerability, you elevate them in the conversation. And they reveal more. So he says, give me water. In other words, by saying give me water, he was empowering her in her way, in her world. It is difficult to convert anybody you've already crushed. You, hell, I can see your first class ticket to hell. Chant, chant, see with three cost meal of shame. They've kept the hottest part of the fire for you. Have you been there? Curiosity asked her, give me water. Do you know curiosity births curiosity? Do you know interest begets interest? When you show interest in people, they show interest in your world. Isn't that so? Many of you here, especially those of you who have been here much longer, one of the major reasons why you're connected to the house is that I showed interest in you. My wife showed interest. Isn't that, isn't that true? Have I got a witness on that? My wife showed interest. Then all, the, all of us started getting interested in all of ourselves. And then now you know the power of a community is when people in the community don't have to communicate with the leader to communicate with one another. And that happens a lot because I'm curious about your destiny, about your well-being, about your welfare, about your outcomes. What course are you taking? What program are you running? Who are you owing? Amen. 
I'm curious because a part of your life. And then you reciprocate that because when, she, when Jesus demonstrates curiosity, does she not ask, eh, this is well, how will you draw? Yeah. All of a sudden, so sometimes concern is masked as accusation or ridicule. Some people are too shy to admit they are interested in you. So they speak poorly about you. Many times, criticism is admiration that lacks articulation. Envy is admiration that's lost its way. Number five, then conversation and call to action. When you minister to people, never leave that scene without a call to action. So let me tell you one of my major, it's so good to see you daily. Let's celebrate daily. All the way from Ibadan, all right? Are you in Lagos now? You're in Lagos now. Amazing, welcome. So look at this. One of the things I say, Dr. Dre, Pastor Dre, Reverend Dre, Bishop Dre, Apostle Dre, Professor Dre. One of the things I, I say is this. When, you know, the conversation is inconclusive or the person has to go, I have to go. I'll say something like, you know what, can you do me a favor? Please, when you get home tonight or when you have a private space, just speak the way you know how to speak to yourself, to God. And say, God, if everything this man told you is true, reveal it and confirm it to me. Don't just say, Dre, please come, let's demonstrate this. So are you ready to give your life to Christ? Of course you're not ready. Are you ready to give your life to Christ? Yes. No, you're not ready. Let's say oh, you're not, not ready. ready. Uh-huh. Are you ready to give your life to Christ? Not at all. <laughs> not at all, right? <laughs> 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 I'm going to ask you for the last time. Are you ready to give your life to Christ? Not really. <laughs> I was making progress from not at all to not really. You know what I, I would say? I would say like, because if that happens, you feel sort of like bad, embarrassed, like, didn't I preach well? Did I have body odor? All kinds of things. I'd be like, okay, no problem. You know what? This is what you could do, something like this. It's not a problem. I remember the first time somebody told me about this Jesus thing. I blew my cigar in their face. Yeah. I poured water on them. So no while now. Can we, is it okay for us to pray together? And then after we've prayed, we'll do something. I'll give you just a small assignment. It's nothing, nothing major. Is that fine? So you get their permission. Yeah. Which you usually will get. Which, yeah. which you usually will get. Yes. Most people are not that difficult. Yeah. It's just one tiny demon that has padlocked a part of their heart. <laughs> Just very, very small. They will tell you what to pray for. They will tell you, pray for this one, pray for that one. But if you want to be like me, and I love this one, don't even tell me, I will tell you. As I'm praying, it will just be coming. They're like, ah, okay, I will call you tonight. They will tell you, I will call you tonight. When we begin to operate that, and then we just pray, Father, I just thank you so much for this conversation. And you pray sincerely from your heart. Not, Lord, punish him. (laughs) Show him that you are the way. I hand him over to the devil to destroy his flesh that his soul might be saved. (laughs) Give him divine restlessness. Angels, mark his face. Help me here. I I think the battery is gone or something. So, <laughs> oh, was that the anointing that tripped it up? <laughs> so, 
you pray for them sincerely and you say, you know what, no, not a problem. If you're comfortable again, don't give anybody your number that you're not comfortable with. But the Spirit of God will prompt you, give this person, give the person, or invite them to church. Right? You can then invite them to church because you've already laid the foundation. Okay, so we can talk later. Um, and what I want to do is when you get home, just take maybe like two minutes, think about everything you said today, and then just ask God, God speak to me. Have you witnessed? Do you think that heaven will be quite proud of you? Yeah. Go witness. Go witness. I don't know about that. I'm just choking. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Look at someone say, be a witness. <laughs> My wife is going to give me a query. <laughs> so have you seen angels dancing like that? <laughs> Right. All right. Let's go. Number six. So call, that's the call to action. So the call to action is either responding to salvation or give them an assignment. Call me, read a post, follow my pastor, go to my church. The call to always tie it. Drew, please come. Let's, let's quickly do this just one more time. The, so you're not ready. You're not ready. Not at all. So are you ready to give your life to Christ? No, I'm not. No problem. Pardon? I've said my own. <laughs> Me, I've said my own. Oh, see you later. You go to hell. I'll go to heaven. <laughs> Me, I've said my own. No, hell is real. Oh, hell is real. Oh, uh, God, has, God has marked me. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. So, call to action. Give a call to action. The human mind wants resolution. Number six is present Christ. Christ must be presented. Now I'll show you two verses real quick. We're closing now. John chapter four, verse 19, it says, the woman said to him, John four, verse 19, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Doesn't that sound good? Sounds good, but that's not the gospel. So when somebody says, ah, but boy, oh prophetic, sha. In fact, prophetic. The prophet in him is thick. It's prophetic. What a prophetic somebody. <laughs> they, when they perceive your oil, and many of us have oils. In fact, all of us have oil. Every believer has oils. So someone would just be like, I like your... <laughs> Some of you, this is just, I just like your carriage. Your presence makes me peaceful. Yeah. Many times, it's not just for the believer. It's not just your personality. There's an aura yeah. of peace around you. Yeah. There's grace around you. Yeah. It's your unction. You know, there are garments in the spirit. Yes, Some of us wear many garments in the spirit. Yes, we wear multiple garments in the spirit. So there are garments for government. There are garments for administration. Garments for prophetic garments for music they have mantles for that they are mantles for discernment yes, right and some people have it more naturally than others so for example in an atmosphere of, of prophetic worship or strength phew, my eyes are seen vroom, all of that but if I'm not in that zone I don't switch it on and I'm speaking to somebody generally my wife can discern that person more than me are you understanding that Right? My mother too. They're very good at discerning people. That may, you may have been making excuses for those people for years. Then when they now show me Pepe, and I'll be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, so you have your garment. So when you're going to preach, be conscious of that as well. You're not going naked. You might not feel, hmm, hmm, hmm. I have come with my garments. My coat of medicals. But you, you carry something. You carry an The angels, angels are assigned to you. So you're aware of that. Now, when they, they will smell it, they will say, ah, I like the way you talk. Oh, you are so fine. By the way, you know the anointing makes you finer than you actually are. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ladies that answered. <laughs> but it's true for men as well. 
Men just look very attractive. Yeah. When, especially when they're operating in thick. <laughs> right? So when, when they notice that thing and they compliment it, don't say, ah, my ministry is done. Because was Jesus a prophet or not? But he was more than a prophet. So the gospel is more than us presenting the prophetic graces of God upon our lives. And many people don't know there's a difference. So once people respond to their prophetic grace or oil, they say this person is converted. Not quite. And why, why am I reading that? I'm reading that because Jesus does not truncate the conversation there. He does not end the conversation, excuse me. In verse 9, when it was, sorry, verse 19, when it was, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Now, if, that's why even unbelievers can perceive certain things. Because she doesn't have the gift of discernment. But every human being has a part of their spirit that is still quite sensitive to God. Or a part of their inner consciousness, if you will. Now, Jesus does not stand, stand there. He follows up the conversation until verse 26. Because the woman says, we know that our fathers worship in this mountain. All of that, Jesus, uh, and he say that in Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. And all of that, for salvation is of the Jews. But Jesus said, but the hour has come, and now is, when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh to worship him. God is the spirit, and they, the worship, worship in spirit and truth. Then the woman said unto him, I know what? Which is called? When he is come, he will tell us. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto you. So Jesus doesn't sit with your prophets, good enough. We'll give you a C. No. You are the Christ. They must acknowledge that he's the Christ. How does that happen? People will say things like, oh, I know that if I have, have good works, God will forgive me. So you tell them, no, it's not the works. You can never get all the works. But the Christ has done the works for you. So many people are going to speak to ministers so they have an, some inkling, some understanding of part of the operations of God. But Christ is the embodiment, the fullness of God's purposes, right? And number seven is conviction. And the Holy Spirit is the one who pro produces this. Conviction unto conversion and unto Christ-likeness. You can read John, 14, uh, John 4, 28 to 20, uh, 30. The woman, when, uh, sorry, the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the man, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. So conviction happens when the person stops focusing on himself and starts focusing on the Christ. This woman had scandals. She had a, a negative history. Um, but she said, you know what, I'm not thinking about myself. Come and see this one that has told me all of that. And when we go, yes, get me on the keyboard, that's fine. And then uh, when they come, 39 to 42, many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because of the word of the Lord, sorry, because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, look at someone say they are coming to him. They are not coming to you. Tell the person, don't pray on people. Because some people are like, ah, I can use one stone to kill two birds. If I preach the gospel to them, they don't agree. I'll just sell markets to them. Okay. This is the one Christ. I sell Agbono. Uh, <laughs> the focus is the Christ. The Lord will send you on customers. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. So if they don't hear your words, tell them, Christ is going to speak to you. Just listen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you place your hands on your chest this morning and thank the Christ? He fills your heart. He fills your heart. He fills your heart. He warms your heart. He saturates your heart. You can feel him even right now with your spiritual senses. I don't know about it, but I can even feel something in my physical chest like a warm burning sensation. 
Christ has been revealed in us been magnified through us now can you just say to the Lord open my eyes to recognize opportunities open my ears to obey the instruction lose my tongue to speak with boldness I align my thoughts and my heart and my character to you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Father in Jesus name we have prayed somebody say amen a generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how